Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent Magazine, with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to the Love It or List It episode of Apparently Speaking, where sales manager from Howard Hanna Dottie Dupuis will be sharing her advice and expertise for families in today's real estate market. This episode is sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. And also by Old Trail School. In addition to a challenging academic experience, students aged 2 to grade 8 learn to embody the school's core values of respect, responsibility, goodness, and service as they mature into thoughtful, independent leaders. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very happy to have you here. You have so much um, experience, and you're so you're such a smart businesswoman. And I thought this would be a good topic for families thinking about, you know, upsizing. I'll say it. You know, and um, a lot of families as they grow, maybe they're saying, you know, this maybe was the home for us at one point, but maybe it isn't now because our family's growing or our, you know, needs are in different stages of life. So um, they may be, are, they're finding themselves, should we love it or list it? I had to use that because I, I also love that show. So, <laughs> so what kind of advice do you have for families maybe as they're considering, you know, maybe should we stay or is it time to maybe kind of upsize? Well, I think you have to look, Miriam, as you do with your family, as to, I call it right-sizing. Because uh, sometimes it's not so much the size of the house, but how you use the space. So you have to look at what your hobbies are, what your children's interests are, and see if you have the space to accommodate those as they grow up. Because when they start out as little babies, you know, you don't need a lot of space. But as those babies grow up and become... um, primary children and have different interests and they're into artwork and different things or music, they need space in order to enjoy those. So when you see that happening, it's time to look at how you're using your space and does your, you know, your house today accommodate those uh, interests for your family. Yeah, that's a great point. I like that right sizing. And that made me think of in our basement, part of our basement, we have this huge craft area and I love it. I got, you know, different flooring in there when we had it put in, a craft sink and all that. And we used it so much all the time. And now that my kids are getting a little older, they don't use it quite as much. They'll do school projects down there and we'll do, you know, at the holidays, we'll do crafts together down there, but not nearly quite as much. And so they kind of brought up, well, maybe we could turn that into, you know, something else. And I just, the my sentimental side, I'm like, no, you know, it's it's my craft area with you guys. And they're like, mom, we hardly use it. You know, we can still do crafts together, but we don't need that whole big space. So you're right. I mean, I should probably, it still hasn't changed. I don't know if I can do it, but, but you're right. Just, or reworking your space or maybe, you know, whether you could stay and rework it or move to find something that will work better. Right. And sometimes, you know, when the children are the, are babies or you have small children, uh, what we find is a lot of times everybody wants to be on the same floor. So you buy that colonial, everybody's upstairs, everybody's together, master suite is upstairs, and then suddenly they begin to be those teenagers you have, and you want to separate yourself a little bit. And so then we find an interest, and we find parents wanting to look at, you know, first floor masters with the children upstairs and having their own space, their own study space, uh, or if they're in music, their own space to escape to. So a lot of it depends upon how you use your house. You're tr- that's right. That's really true because, right, when you have a baby, it's like, well, I can't have the baby upstairs. You know, our younger kids are going to be going up and down the stairs 500 times during the night, and we all need to be on the same floor. But, right, as they grow, you may say, 
it's okay now if that's separate, you know, depending on your personal preference, right? So let's say, um, you know, a family says, you know, it's time maybe. What are some things, first of all, what should they look for in an agent? Because I do think just as the house needs to be the right fit, I think, you know, the agent should be the right fit for them as well. I I think that's really true. And not every agent is uh, family-friendly, you know, most most agents are. And certainly, I know that in your practice, you've always care a great deal about the children and their interest in it. So it needs to be somebody who is uh, family-friendly, who likes to be with the children, because it doesn't matter whether it's a single parent with children or, you know, a husband and wife with children. It needs to be somebody who understands that that's a part of their life, and it's an important part, just as any other um, part of their house. selection would be. Yeah, that's good. And someone who's not going to get irritated if the kids come and (laughs) on the showings. And that brings me to another point. Do you think the kids should come on the showings or how involved should the kids be? And I know it depends on their ages, you know, if they're two or whatever uh, in in the house selecting process. Right. Well, when you're looking for a house, I think you need to involve the children as much as possible. I know in my experience, we had a young man who was coming from Idaho, actually, and, and his biggest fear moving with his parents was, will they have a Boy Scout troop? And sometimes it's not always the house. So if you can find out what the Uh, interests are of the children and find those answers for them or who to contact, it really makes the stress of the house buying process much easier. I think if you're in town and you're thinking about moving from one side of the area to another city, I think that initially it's probably distracting to the parents to have the children there because they really can't look at the house, they're more concerned about are the children doing what they should be doing. and <laughs> Getting into everyone's know, and, like, well, closets. And <laughs> yeah, so so I think that initially when um, if it's an in-town purchase or moving from one neighbor to the other, you probably need to work with just the parents. And then, of course, I think that when uh, you come down to that final decision, maybe between two houses, then I think that involving the children, letting them find their space and pick out their room and yeah, find out get what excited color and, about it. Yeah. yeah it, it will make the buy-in a lot easier. Yeah. Cause some kids I know would probably be, you know, maybe they're a little more sentimental. They don't want to No, this is my house or this is the only house I've lived in. And so they don't understand. They can't grasp that change or that they don't think they're going to like it. So, right. Hey, you're going to get, pick out the room you like and let's yeah, you're going to get to paint it the color you want and kind of things like that yeah, gets them excited exactly. and not takes away maybe some of the nervousness uh, about it for sure. Well, and they're going to know, want to know if they're leaving their friends in the neighborhood and right. if those friends can get to their place and are they going to make new friends and so all those things. So as much as you can involve them in it, you know, right. I think it's very healthy. Right. That's a good, that's, those are good tips. And yeah, so the parents bring them if you have to, it's okay, but maybe not right away. And then if there's a house that you, you really think you like, then maybe involve the kids then and say, what do you think? And exactly. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's a good idea too. Well, I, you know, I think also you've got to think about if you're leaving a house, they need to be involved in that decision because uh, somebody coming and going into their room and looking at it, it's important for them to have, know that, you know, they're going to have to participate. They're going to have to pick their room up and make it look semi-organized and so forth so others can look at their room too. And so you want to involve them in the process as much as possible, but you don't want to overwhelm them and you don't want to distract your decision-making as a parent. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Oh, yeah, and then the other side of it, yeah, having your house, that's a whole nother 
Ah, uh, for showings. <laughs> That's the, I can't imagine right now that would be very overwhelming to have to have it, you know, show ready all the time. Um, but yeah. that's what you have to do, especially, you know, when you have kids because they're living there. You're living there. So exactly. you want to be able to live, you know, don't touch that. Don't get anything out, da, da, you know, but you have to still have a habit look at the best it can look. So that that's tricky. And that's hard for kids. They don't understand. It you know, is. I want to play with my toys. And you're like, nope, don't get anything out. <laughs> don't touch anything. Um, so what about location? You know, everybody always says, you know, location, location, location. And I think some, I've talked to some um, families where it's, you know, that obviously changes. Maybe when the kids are younger, they're like, we really want to be in a certain type of neighborhood to have lots of kids around. And then sometimes as they grow older, it's like, well, then we want maybe a little more elbow room. Our kids aren't playing with just the neighborhood kids now. You know what I mean? They're older, so they're actually, you know, whoever they're friends with will just come over. It's different than just going out and riding their bike around the street. Yeah, that's probably one of the greatest reasons for somebody to relocate. Sometimes they move to a neighborhood maybe as a, you know, young couple and they have their first baby and they're really not concerned about a neighborhood. And you see a lot of urban uh purchases at that time and then suddenly here's this little person and they're thinking about schools and they're thinking about recreation and they're thinking about you know friends and so forth so you move from you know a townhouse or an urban feeling neighborhood to a uh, friendly neighborhood where they can as you said ride their bikes uh, go down to the pool um, go walk to school or you know, something of that nature. So location has a big draw on where you live. And it has to be a location that your family, again, based upon their interest, based upon what their uh, focus is, whether it be sports or music, whatever, has that readily accessible because you know as a parent how many hours you spend in the car getting them (laughs) to these events. So sometimes people want to be within walking distance to a school or to a recreation center, or to a practice field, or whatever it may be that the interest is. So location has a large part of making your decision. Right, and that's the thing you can't change. You cannot right? change You can that. remodel a house, you can change that kind of stuff, but right, you can't change the location, so that I think should be a big factor, or if maybe not the biggest, you know, or whatever, when you're looking, looking at a home, sometimes people maybe get excited because they think this house is perfect for them, it's not the best location maybe, but they kind of maybe just see the house and they're excited. And then maybe later it's like, uh, you know, maybe we jumped the gun and this isn't the best location. Exactly. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, what about, so we talked about having the kids involved. What are some things that you see maybe now? Some maybe I'll just say trends in some of the homes now, maybe in new construction or, or even maybe not new, but that families are looking for now that they maybe weren't, you know, several years ago, like for their home, like a trend. You know, now it's open concept and things like that. Right. I think in the houses that we look at, we're seeing a lot of desire of not so much de- uh, defined rooms, uh, but maybe defined spaces. So it's really a good idea when you're working with a family to sit down with the family and maybe have each person, uh, each child, write down what's important to them. You know, they may want space. I don't know, maybe you have a drummer in the house and they want, you know, they want a quiet space to go and garage. Yeah, <laughs> and, and close them in so they don't disturb because they don't want everybody telling them they can't play right. their drums. Or, or maybe it's somebody who's interested in artwork and they need a quiet place. So I think it's really sometimes better to find out what the wants of the family are more than the needs because they can define a house as having four bedrooms, two and a half baths, and needing that space. But how are they going to use the space? 
And so if everybody sits down and writes what they would have in their dream home, and then you put them all together and compile them, I think you'll get a better handle on what kind of a house. Uh, Because, again, you're right, open spaces are important, how they can use the space, where they can have privacy, and yet where they can come together as a family and a group where they can have their common meals. A lot of people like to cook together. So big kitchens and gourmet kitchens and islands and all those kind of things are are really popular right now. Right. Yeah, they are definitely. Everyone wants that big island. This seems to be a big thing. But I like that idea that you said, so maybe families, parents can sit down with their kids and everybody write a list. Maybe you say, I'm just thinking that could get kind of crazy. So maybe you say, write down five things each or something, you know, because then the list will be big, you know, scrolls of what they want. So everybody write down the top five things that you would want in a new home. And then you can compare those and you probably have some overlapping. And then if you do, then it's like, hey, everybody really wants this, you know, or we all want the kitchen is important to all of us or something like that. And I think that's really good. And then that also gives the kids where they're not choosing the home. It's not like the parents are saying, you know, you guys get to choose the home. I mean, they're the parents. You're choosing, you know, what's best. But they have some input in it and they're choosing They're saying this together. I really like that. And then as they go and look for homes, you can keep those, maybe you've narrowed it down to those five or six things that, hey, everybody really would like, if possible, to have these. So as you're looking together, kind of keep those things in mind. And this house doesn't really have, you know, those things or it's missing three of those main things or something. Exactly. And not only that, but with our, our internet, our media, a really good agent is going to make sure that they're sending you lots of pictures of this property And so sharing those pictures with your family to find out if those things that they desire are included in that home will kind of give a preliminary look at the house. Yeah. And you can narrow a lot of your work down by just looking at the pictures. They obviously can't do justice to standing in the house, but they certainly can help you get an overall view of it. Get an idea. Yeah, it's so great today with just being able to, you know, I'm thinking like, man, before that, you would just actually have to go to every house, you know, exactly. to see you had no idea. So now, right, parents and families can just look all they want online and get an idea. Although sometimes I've gone in a house, I'm like, well, they had a great photographer. <laughs> but it gives you a great idea um, for sure. We're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Old Trail School is a co-educational independent day school serving children age 2 to grade 8. Located in the heart of Cuyahoga Valley National Park, its 62-acre campus provides the perfect setting for purposeful, intentional curriculum and a meaningful student experience that gets children outside and brings the park in, all while focusing on the school's core values of respect, responsibility, goodness, and service. For 100 years, Old Trail School has inspired the best and brightest young people in the region and is committed to fostering a distinctive culture where each child feels known and cared for. Call 330-666-1118 to schedule a personalized tour or learn more at oldtrail.org. All right, and we are back. And thank you so much again, Dottie, for joining us, talking about real estate and today's market for families, what that looks like for parents and families. You gave some great tips already. How, I want to ask you this, how does, how do you think, you know, this whole, the HGTV um, has affected maybe families and parents when they're looking at homes because now everybody, it's. I think that has to have an impact, right? Oh, it, uh, it does. does for me because then you see things first of all, and then I want to change everything all the time. Every time you watch a new episode or something, I'm like, well, I'm changing that. 
<laughs> so it used to be like keeping up with the Joneses. Now it's probably like keeping up with, you know, HGTV. HGTV. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely has had an influence, Miriam. And, you know, it's interesting because sometimes sellers, again, thinking about putting the house on the market of the family, they go to that to look at what colors are in trend and so forth. And sometimes if somebody looking at, you know, uh, the HGTV can look in a house and with vision, and you have a lot of that in your home, but you can look at Thank it you. and you can see that this may be a room and it has this much square footage. And wow, I just saw this on HGTV and I could do this, 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 and be very creative in the spaces. But it has a great impact because the expectations are that, you know, you can do most anything with a house if you've got some creativity uh, but it tells you color trends and things that are popular, and it probably helps sellers as much as it does buyers, but it does set expectations from the buyer on what they want to see in the house. Right. They want it to look like the HGTV, oh, you know, and right, you're right. It does have good ideas for colors and trends and things like that, like you said, but um, yeah, also I want to say probably the prices on there aren't very real. Like the remodeling, I think they'll say, you know, we redid this whole house for, you know, X amount. And I'm like, there's no way. So <laughs> I think some of those prices, maybe, maybe families need to keep in mind that some of that's probably not realistic. Well, I think if they have to look what their budget is, right. and that's the other thing is sometimes you have to include your children in recognizing that, you know, here is our budget for housing because we still want to travel. We still want to do this. We still want to, you know, what's important to us. And so here's our budget for housing. So how can we make the two match? And it really is a good learning experience if you take, especially your teenagers, and let them participate and understand what this means. Uh, I don't think we do enough of that in preparing our young people for being homeowners themselves and understanding that they're, you know, the expectations of down payment and mortgage payments and insurance and all those things. And then, you know, uh, we want it to look like HGTV and there is a cost there. So, you know. Yeah, I'm really glad that you said that because I think you, you just made a great point that kids need to know that. And it's okay to involve them in that, right? I think some parents maybe feel like that's none of your business, you know, that kind of thing. And you have to tell them all of your business, but explain to them, yeah, this price of a house or, well, how come we can't get this house? You know what I mean? Well, because here's what this would cost every month and here's the down payment we would need for that. And that's just not where we are, but we're more in this range. And like you said, show them, well, you can't just get it. You also need that down payment. Where's that coming from? Do you need to sell your house first? All these kind of things that they, that really will help them understand. Obviously, if they're two and three, you don't need to exactly. you know, explain that. But if your kids are appropriate age, that really will help them. And it really is eye opener as my kids now are starting to see just the prices of things in general. And they will watch like HGTV shows with me and stuff and the house prices, you know, and even to understand why is that tiny house so expensive? Well, look where it is, you know, or exactly. that's another part of the country or that's on the water or things like that. So for them to kind of understand that. Exactly. It, it's important. Yeah, I think that's a great. So involve them in that as much as you as much as you can and as much as you feel comfortable to involve them in the process of that, I think is important and they can understand, like you said, or you know, you you're make we're making some choices. We want to still do these vacations, we want to still live this certain lifestyle. So we're gonna maybe, you know, get this type of a house or this size of a house instead of stretching ourselves um too thin. So what about what if someone has a budget? you know, whatever it is, and they, let's say the house is 50000 more than they want it to be. What would that look like monthly to them on average? I know it depends on, you know, oh, interest rates and yeah, things like there's that. There's so much depends upon your interest yeah. rate and what kind of a program you're at right. and the, the length of your mortgage. So the first thing you're going to want to do if you're thinking about buying a house, 
the first thing you want to do, and, and a good agent is going to do this with you, is to help you get uh, pre-approved, to actually go and sit with a mortgage finance manager to find out what kind of programs are available and what do you want to do? Do you want to build equity? Do you want to limit payment? I mean, what's your purpose in purchasing a home? Everybody has a different reason, mm-hmm. more than just a home. Right. So first step is that, pre-approval. So if you're looking for a home, your family looking for a home, pre-approval and see if you can even and what you can afford. And sometimes you may not, you may be thinking you can get more or you may be thinking you can't, you know, so figure that out first. Okay. It's, yeah. It's always good to know yeah. because- in our business, what we want you to do is we want you to know what you can spend, and then you have to decide what you want to spend. Because right. we're seeing a lot of families, uh, especially in the last several years after we went through our you know, real estate market change, that maybe can't afford to spend more for the house, but they choose not to as long as they can get into the neighborhood and the school district and so forth that they want to raise their families. And again, that's different for everybody. But they don't want to spend all their you know, uh, everything on a house. Exactly. Right. right. They, they want other, they want a lifestyle. They don't want just a house. Uh, but that's the first step. Find out what your latitude is, what your negotiating power is so right. that when you and your agent began to work, first of all, you're doing a, a the agent a service because most good real estate agents, just like you do, Miriam, you don't overextend somebody who says, I want to go to this price. You want to keep within that limit. Right. Right. And sometimes though, um, like for families thinking sometimes like why I asked that question is, you know, sometimes it could be over a little bit and it's really not going to make a big difference. You know, we've seen that where it's like, that's going to be $50 a month more to really get the house that you really want. But they're looking at that overall, you know, they're not looking at it that way. Correct. You know, so you have to really, like you said, just kind of break that down, talk to your mortgage person. What would this really be? But not to overextend either, because obviously then you regret that later as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take another quick break here from our other sponsor, and then we're going to just kind of talk a little bit more about the rest of the process and a couple other questions for you. Okay? Thank you. All right. Hey, this is Miriam from Apparently Speaking. Join the Mazda family like I did at Montrose Mazda Kent. You'll love the selection of new and used cars and lease options. We are on our third car from Kent Mazda. We keep going back because of the ease of purchase, and it has been by far the best deal we could find each time. Montrose Mazda Kent, they go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. Okay, and so we were talking before the break about the process of home buying. And so first up, get pre-approved before you even start looking at houses, right? Because then you know what you can look at. Sometimes you're going to, you may fall in love with a house and you're like, this is the perfect house for my family. And then you go to your mortgage and it's like, wah, wah, wah. You know, you can't get that one. So do that first so that you know. Exactly. Because there's nothing, there's nothing worse than looking at a house that's beyond your budget because every house you see after that, you're going to compare to Exactly. It. And I say, like, don't even look at them if it's way, you know, sometimes people might want to see it. Well, I just want to see. It's like, no, because like you said, then you're going to you're gonna be fixated on that and probably not happy, maybe as happy with what, you know, is in your range. So get exactly. pre-approved, start looking. And what do you think about people like, and this, I, this could happen, I guess, right? Hey, the first house we went in, we fell in love with. If you fall in love with it, and the market we're in right now, Miriam, don't waste time because okay. our market is very brisk. And many of our realtors will say to you, uh, you know, if you want to live in this house, we need to move on it quickly. And it's not because they're pushing the sale, but because they care about you. 
and they want you to own that house if that's the house of your dreams. And sometimes you don't get a second chance on it. So be smart about it. Know what you're willing to pay for it and go in at your highest and best right away and be pre-approved. Have your earnest money so that you can show that you're sincere about what you're doing and uh, be proactive. Okay, so to take to make an offer, you need your pre-approval letter. Correct. You need earnest money, which is what, if someone doesn't know? Well, it's usually 1% to 3% of the purchase price minimum, and it just basically says to the seller, I am sincere about what I'm doing. There's nothing that you have to give earnest money, but, you know, as a seller, they want to know that you're committed to this. Right, shows you're serious. You're right. going to get, if the deal doesn't go through, you get that back. Correct. And it goes off the purchase price of your Correct. home. So it's it not just out there price. that you lose. Yeah. But it just, right, it shows that you're serious. Hey, we have some skin in the game. Right. We want this house. So you want, you're going to have several elements. You're going to have your earnest money. You're going to have your down payment. And then you're going to have your mortgage. Those three elements is what make up your purchase price. Okay. And the earnest money and the down payment obviously go toward or is subtracted from what your offering price is. Right. What about a lot of families will ask, hey, I think a lot of families are in this situation. I want this house. I'm pre-approved. We have the earnest money. But I have to sell my house first. I can't have that. I don't have that down payment until I sell my house. Do you think the um, sellers are going to take, you know, contingent on me selling my house? A lot of sellers will not. So that puts you in a bind, maybe. That's correct. So you want to—it's sometimes a little uh, tricky, but again, a good agent is going to help you figure this out, that it's going to take X amount of time to sell your house, get it ready. And there are programs out there. We at Howard Hannah have a program called Buy Before You Sell. And what it simply does is it says, if I've got equity in my house, I might be able to use that equity to allow me to, to commit to a house while I have time to sell my house. Because it does take a balancing act and, a, and a, again, a great agent to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But it can be coordinated because if you have to sell before you buy, um, a lot of sellers aren't considering that right now. If they've got an offer that can perform without selling a house, um, they're going to take that first of all. So you want to make sure you're put in your position to do that, even if you choose not to use it. Okay. And so there are some programs out there available. There are some things there to are. do. But, right, because a lot of buyers, sellers don't want to do that because their Correct. house is off the market. And they're like, what if your house never sells? Then I've lost out on this time or, or whatever the case may be. So, um, right. And sometimes I think families, you know, I've talked to some fans who are like, uh, you know, I want to do it. I'm just nervous because I only want X house. It has to be this house or nothing. So I want to put my house up for sale. But if that house sells, you know, I have some house first. Like you said, it's this balancing act. If, my, if that house sells, then my house is for sale. I don't want to sell my house. I only want that house. Again, you need to find a great agent as yourself who is going to take that time to help you understand that we're not going to make you sell your house if you can't get the house for your dreams. Obviously, it's a balancing act, and you want to make sure that in your purchase agreements on both sides that you have covered and put terms in it that allow you to have that flexibility. And then back yourself up with, again, like a buy-before-you-sell program, which is an equity line of credit that allows you to wrap your mortgages and and minimize your payments and so forth for a period of time. And there's some great programs out there. So um, put them all in place, and then the decisions are yours. Okay. All right. That's that's important. So so for families, for parents to know that you are, you know, it's your decision. You can take steps for these things, but if it doesn't work out, you, you still have that decision. You still have the say-so right. to do that. Right. What are some last kind of tips or, you know, a little bit of advice or whatever it would be for you that you could give for families, you know, for parents 
Um, they're they're thinking about, you know, just like we talk about, thinking about moving. What would be like your kind of biggest piece of advice or two? Well, I think find a great agent that you relate to. Uh, be transparent in what you want to do. Uh, and then work through the system with that agent because, again, a great realtor is going to help you know the market, know what your alternatives are, and help you reach your goal because that's what we do. We help buyers find their dream home. We help sellers sell their home and get to that next goal and do it with as little stress as there is possible because families create stress in a move, and it's always going to be a little stressful but if all the parties are clear in their goals, I think you can make it a lot of fun, actually, and uh, enjoyable. Yeah, hopefully it would be exciting, an exciting time, hopefully. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. And I love how you talked about, you know, just going back about getting the kids involved and having them be part of the process as much as you can. I think that's really important. You know, the most fun part I've had in this career, if you will, is in talking with children sometimes, moving in from out of town because they have all sorts of crazy fears and, and they're not really crazy. They're just what creates anxiety in their life. And sometimes if you just talk to them, let them know that, yes, there is whatever their interest is. Yes, there is a music school. Yes, there is a band. Yes, there is a Boy Scout troop. Yes. And so if you're making a geographical long-distance move, sometimes the anxiety is very high. So if you can talk to the family there and help them understand that, you know, how it feels, how what it looks like, what it's going to feel like, and uh, include that, you'll take a lot of the anxiety out of the family, and uh, they'll love you for life. Uh, right. And have the families, you know, as parents, those are things they can maybe check into ahead of time so they can tell their kids, hey, I found out about this great, you know, what team or whatever it is that they're into, like you said. And and I've already talked to, you know, some people there and here, you know, when we get there, you're going to, you know, we're going to be able to go check it out, that kind of thing. Or, you know, they, you know, they sent us an email or, you know, some things like that um, to find out ahead of time. So like you said, the kids know, hey, it's not going to be exactly the same, but it's still there. This, these things are available to me where we're moving. And so maybe it'll be okay. You know, that kind of thing. Exactly. And you know, the other thing that's real important is children want to know where they're going to go to school, where they're going to make friends. So knowing about the schools and being able to connect with the schools so they can visit them because there, there's a right school out there and it's different for every family. Mm -hmm. And it may be different for two or three children within the family. They may not relate to the same. So having a good, a good relationship with your school and who to talk to and who to have the parents and the children talk to and have visits. Sometimes they'll go visit a school and uh, spend time in the classroom before they ever make a decision on the home. Yeah, that's a great point. You, schools are usually very, you know, open to that and you can make appointments and go in and like you said, visit it, kind of see, get the feel of the community, spend some time in the community. If you're not familiar with it, if you're out from out of town, I would say if you can bring the family and kind of just spend some time in that community as much as you possibly can. Exactly. To kind of get the feel. Every every community has a different feel, so, you know, if you will, and so to kind of see if that matches is a good match for your family. Exactly. Yeah, and there are so many resources online now that you can find out about different communities and things, too. So take advantage of that and let your kids see those things, too. Thank you so much for coming. It was wonderful to have you. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and has some questions or anything, how can they do that? What's the best way? Oh, they can always reach me at the office at 330-562-6188 and be glad to answer it or send me an email at dottiedupuy at howardhanna.com. All right, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
This episode has been sponsored by Montrose Mazda Kent. They go around the world for you. Before you look, call or stop in and talk to Jeremy. Find out more at MazdaKent.com. And also by Old Trail School. In addition to a challenging academic experience, students aged 2 to grade 8 learn to embody the school's core values of respect, responsibility, goodness, and service as they mature into thoughtful, independent leaders. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email me at podcast at northeastohioparent.com.